Good evening, good evening, good evening. Let's get into another KG, Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc podcast. Fellas, how are you? Doing, Doing well. okay. Doing okay. Everything's looking lovely for the weekend. UCLA is in town, and we are ready to go. Duke is in town. Gonzaga is in town. Utah's in town. Yeah, Some UCLA. of them will come right over here to Texas Southern University and practice. Yep. They ask the students to come into the front. Don't go through the gym and walk on the floor. We have visitors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do a little painting right here, too. That's for graduation. No. More visitors. That's even better. That means you, you, you're starting to spread your... Spread the love. The, the news Make sure and the everything. House looks yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. When you have visitors. Isn't oh, yeah. that what your mother told you? That's what she told Clean me. up your room. Clean up, no, clean up the house. <laughs> <laughs> clean up the house. I had to clean up the house. Mama didn't trust us with the rest of the house. She you clean up your room. I got the house. <laughs> Y'all don't know how to clean yet. Well, that, that, when I was what young. Y'all call clean is not cleaning, Mama. Oh, no, not. When Mama said clean, it's a difference. You We all know what that means. But I want to get into it, as everybody's like, Quote, Whoa. quote, quote. Here we go. Quote. I want to get right into it. West I give, Virginia I give them guard. their props. West Virginia freshman guard Daxter Miles Jr. told reporters Wednesday, salute them to getting to 36-0. and 0. But tomorrow, they're going to be 36-1. and 1. You can't say that. See, I don't have a problem with that quote. As much as I have with this. Miles said the Wildcats, quote, don't play hard. And should fear that. the Mountaineers. Not the other way around. Can't Quote, they should be more intimidated because they're the ones who have the high standard and we're coming for them, end quote. He's a freshman. He'll learn. See, the hard way. <laughs> the hard way. Because some folks ain't going to open up their mouth. They're just going to go out there and go to work. And you're going to be sitting on the sideline, head in the towel. <laughs> Doc, you know how to get that picture? Chris, you know how to get that picture? Hey, you know what they're going to hand right Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and run that little text at the bottom of the screen. He pan. said this. They're going to pan right to him. You know, he's he's had his moments. Oh, he's good. Nice. Uh, I admire his confidence. He's no been, question about it. He has to have But he has confidence. to back it up. Has to so have he's put confidence. it on him and his teammates to back up what he said. So, first and foremost, he can't stink. He's got to play well in versus Kentucky, period, end of story. He's got to play well first. Now, the team, nobody expects West Virginia, well, besides West Virginia and apparently Mr. Miles Jr. to beat Kentucky, but I think it's going to be closer than folks expect because I think West Virginia's style, they're physical enough. I think they can disrupt Kentucky for a while, and then the Wildcats will figure it out and get the job done. But, you know, Mr. Miles. I agree with that analysis. That 12 points. Right. He's averaging 11 points in the tournament. 12 versus Maryland and 10 points versus Buffalo in the opening game for uh, West Virginia. So, you know, he's make, he made 7 to 16 shots total in the two games in the tournament. He's got to play well. 21 minutes a game. So we'll see what he can do in, in about yeah. 20 minutes a game. I mean, and they are fortunate in the fact that I think they played a very good game and that game was theirs to lose, but. Let's not forget that the freshman from Maryland um, had that horrible incident where he looked like he had a concussion and missed the last part of the game. And at that point, it was just a six-point game, so it wasn't totally outside of the range of Mello them making Trimble. a run. Yeah, yes, Mello Trimble, Trimble yeah. very nice young uh, player there from Maryland, and he looked heartbroken that uh, they wouldn't let him back in the game, which I think was the correct call, obviously. His future is more important than a tournament run. But since 
he kind of stole our thunder there off the bat. Let's talk about the South Regional. You got Duke, Houston, Duke, Duke Utah, one versus five, then 11, UCLA, who I need to give credit to because I didn't believe they belonged in the tournament with their sub-500 Pac-12 record. But they won that two games to get to the regional and play uh, second seed Gonzaga, 6-15 on Friday inside the large stadium. Since they're not giving us any money, it's such a large stadium. So uh, they need to go find the slipper. I know one thing for sure. It will be a very large stadium this weekend uh, because of the teams. There are no local connections. Uh, They need to find the slipper to bell or ring twice. You know, with all of this this weekend. We have local connections at Duke. Sure do. Justice Winslow. Winslow. Can he put 30,000 in the The God be Lewis Award winner from 2014. Can he put 31,000? Speaking of which, we'll have the God be Lewis Award winner Thursday. Can he put 31,000 in the stand? Most certainly. We'll find out. Duke will will put some butts in the seats for two reasons. Love Love and hate. Yes. We'll see. Those that want to see him win and those that want to see him lose. They will be there. 31,000. Yes. That's what, the config, that's what the configuration is set up for this week. Book it. Packed. We'll see. I'm telling you. Okay. You don't believe it. Ah. But listen to me. All right. I know what I'm saying. Okay, now. Put your money on it. I can do that. Now. Put a stake on it. Five? Five stakes? <laughs> Why not? Because I can only eat one at a time. We got a stake on it. Okay. That works for me. Okay, but let's be clear for the listeners. What What are we saying? What are you saying? He said it won't be 31000 It won't be 31000 I say it will. Okay, so you're saying at least 31000 Yes. And you're saying, I no. mean, because we're being picky now, if it's 30000 is that is that good enough for Doc to be right? Or what What are you saying? Put it. Okay. thirty. I, I will accept 30000 30000 plus Doc wins. Under 30000 you win. Yeah. That's a stake. Yeah. All right. There you go, listeners. Medium will. No problem. And who are you, sir? So folks can tweet if you're right or wrong. <laughs> well, one thing is for sure, they won't be tweeting. Uh, fear. Fear. I, I hope fear. they tweet. I want people to interact with us. That's what uh, part of this and, is and all that's about. That's what I'm saying. Fear. Uh, we, we'll find out. Uh, J.L. Woodley 1, A.K.S.V. The CSR on Twitter. Tweet that. You can find me. Uh, uh, YouTube. Blog, blogger, you can, and uh, SoundCloud, it is, oh, and Facebook, it's J, Jerry L. Woodley Jr. If we go in with a really nice steakhouse up, I'd like it medium. Oh, well, hey. It's your pl- it's, they it's, don't know how to cook it, it, it medium well. Don't matter. It's wherever you decide you want to go and eat, that's going to be your prerogative. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, we're not gonna say any names. No, 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 no. Until no. they sponsor us, and then we'll give them as much no. love as they want. First of all, they got, <laughs> I got to know they, they they can actually cook. <laughs> I know because right. everybody I can't eat by steak now. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> There's only a few places I can go and just you know sit down at the table and. So who's coming tell, out? I agree oh, with oh, who's oh, oh, Tell folks how they can tweet you, Doc. Yes, please. You're right or Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. One more time, D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. Steak medium. No problem. Tell me if you agree with the way the steak should be cooked, and tell me if you think I will win the bet. I'm looking forward to this. 
I look, I'm, I, and I do hope we get some people who respond on Twitter because we don't need more interaction. I want folks to. I appreciate the comments we have gotten and and the critiques and the praise that we receive, but give us more. That's what Twitter's for. Interact with us. Yeah, we're trying to reach a a number. We yes. haven't given that number out yet, and we'll wait until next uh, next week when we're we'll in Tampa and we'll get it all figured out. But yeah, there's a number that we're looking for. Right on. Let's on the go. big bird. Sounds good to me. Okay, so let's let's get in it. All right. Who uh, you just you Duke, Duke, Utah. Um I'm, I mean keep in mind our predictions. I have Gonzaga come out of the top anyway, so you know what I'm picking already, so you know. Yeah, Doc did too. Doc's uh, I'm sticking with that. he's sticking with him. And uh sticking with it's gonna Doc. be interesting. You know, they're they're up against a team that uh well you get to change your pick. Yeah. And tell them why. <laughs> Teams just fell out. They just, the, the bottom and all fell out last week, folks. I mean, across the board. I don't know what these other folks' brackets look like. I will give you credit. It was a tough call. I mean, I don't think I they should, I don't think they should be in that position. But they lost on what I thought was a and it was questionable. A questionable call. And let folks know what we're talking about. You're talking about the goaltending. Yeah. UCLA and SMU game. He picked SMU. Woodley, mm-hmm. I, when yeah. I say him, in terms of being in the Final Four, yeah. I thought it was a long shot, but they were credited in terms of being a good team. Um, but Guard they playing. lost uh, yeah. the opening round game to uh, UCLA. Yep. Or now they call it in the second round in regards to that. Whatever. It's the first game for both teams. It's the opening round for them. You know, it's, NCAA can tell what they want to call but, it. Try to spin but, it. Whatever. But, opening but round. But getting back to the hey, first round. First, first round. If you first, win uh, yeah, the call now the first round, you do get you get a check. You get a check. But see, those teams, those teams are not in that, though. That's what I'm saying. First, no, I agree with you. So you so it's an opening round for, for them. them. Yes. You qualified yeah. it. So but now, uh, uh, and we'll get to that because I, I still have an issue with, with, with Dayton and their situation. But getting back to the call. You going to hate on Dayton? Dayton did what they supposed to win. Yeah, but they they were at home. They let a lot of people be at home. Yeah, but they were at home and got a home. They got a home situation, though, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> they got a home situation. They had a home situation. But getting back and to the call, though. couldn't get it done. Go yeah, ahead. but getting back to the call. There's a time during the game when you're going, teams are going back and, back and forth. Uh, you try not to lose sight. When you're, or what's going on, and try not to lose sight of the game, and pay attention. I I've gone back and watched, and it's hard to tell whether the two, the trail and the uh, uh, wing uh, official were in position to no, see what they saw. They were in position. It was close. They made the call. It was close enough so but, they but, go, but, they, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what's, the conversation that's going to happen once once the game is over when they got to go back in and, and and explain that and write that down when they get when they take a note. Yeah. That that that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at I'm looking at that part of. Yeah. But and, I don't think it's going. But because the guy that's up under the uh, that's on the baseline, he his level of sight line is at eye level. That's it and below. That's why I said. And the other two guys, the trail and the uh. uh uh, lead those guys' jobs are the check for everything. Ground level and up. It's me, you know, watching from a TV is totally different than being in, at a game and sitting on the sideline or in the, in the game and, and sight of vision is, is totally different. So, I, what I would can't you, say. What call would you have made as an official? <sighs> Letter, letter of the law. It's been official. 
the rules. Go ahead. Read the call it. is correct, right? Yeah. The call was made correctly. Is it, or rules. do you, or do you have the ability to make an interpretation? And and that is where you go back to the to the to the sidelines because of replay situation to see that. So but, you still have but replay. Yeah, they went to the replay to see what time and see if it was a three. They weren't checking to see if it was goaltending. And in the process, they saw well, something else. Think, yeah, but I don't think see, they, and, and that's, you can't review that. They could review that though. They couldn't review it. But, but, but I'm saying they have the right in terms of and, interpretation. And, 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 and that's what Their I'm getting interpretation at. Because why you why you watching the screen? You see a lot of other things, and then you got to go back. That's why that's why it takes a long, uh, a long time. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't take a long time to check for a replay because in the process, the game slows down frame by frame, situation by uh, step by step, and you're moving in slow motion, and you see a lot more than you thought you saw, and sometimes you didn't see enough. And the only thing I can say is that they didn't see enough. That's just me. And then you notice that they also go back in the discussion before they go back out on the floor. And then you got to explain to both coaches what you saw. And if you were a lead official, what would you have ruled? Uh, goaltending would have been legal. That would have been a call that I would have made. So you would have made a goal. You would have called a goaltender. I would have called a goaltender. And I, I would have explained it. Doc, you shake your head. You, you I, shake your head. I'm not a, a ref, so you, you, you shake your that's head. That's why I question all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and if Coach Davis was in here right now, he'd be a look, be a look on his face like I can't talk to you no more. Because <laughs> a lot of folks, when they find out our fish age, it's it's a look that that changes on the, the expression. Doc, I'm telling you, get a camera. It's priceless. It's priceless because they they want to call my name out, but they know better because I give them that look back. Have me my money, give me my check, and go on by my bit. But yeah, because <laughs> you got to treat it that way. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's that's what I would have called. The only uh, the only question I had about it uh, about the whole situation at first, before I had a time a time to go back and look, was the situation that set that up and when it happened at the end of a game like that. That's that was heartbreaking. That that was kind of like. Wow, what did I just see? Remind the listeners who your your four picks were for the final four. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember. I know. Um, I think mine are still alive. I, I got I to go back. I, I had Gonzaga, Wisconsin, Kentucky, and Michigan State. So yeah, my four are still alive. Doc, how about you? I had Gonzaga, Kentucky. You picked Arizona. I think you picked Arizona. I picked later. Arizona. And then I fit uh, out of the east. I picked out of the east Virginia. I picked Virginia. Okay, so you're 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 down one. Yes. All right. So surprisingly, if I'd have done a bracket, my first round would have been blown to bits. But my final four possibilities, all four of them are still up, are still alive. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah it is. Cause mine is just blown all the hell, <laughs> literally. <laughs> No, yeah, beginning to the end. Oh, yeah. Women's side, we're going to shift gears around a little bit because you know, yeah. folks on tournament. Because I want to talk about something that I just tweeted as at. You can go to uh, THEHR Review on Twitter, link to an article about the attendance for the women's NCAA tournament. We'll get to that in a second. But 
Sweet 16 for the women set to take place also uh, this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, in Oklahoma City, Albany, Spokane, and Greensboro. And the matchups, I think we did a little bit better job with Final Four teams, but first round-wise, we kind of bit the bit again because we had horrible. There were five double-digit seeds that won in the first round, and I think as most we said one would win. Right. I said none. You said none. I, I think I said one. Yeah. And you said. And Pittsburgh, that's what I picked. Yeah, so, so that, that was the one shocked. thing that I said. So I was not shocked that Little Rock beat A&M because Aggies are just a shut-up yeah, team with, with injuries and everything like that. And yeah. They struggle to score. But the matchups, regional matchups, semifinal matchups, you can go to my women's hoops blog to get TV time, et cetera. That, which brings to another, another point. I got some rocks to throw at ESPN regarding ES, that cover the women's tournament. But go to www.houstonrombarview.com. Go to the women's blog. It might be pebbles. Y'all can decide. Y'all can decide. You know, we'll see. But at Greensboro Regional, you got the number one seed, South Carolina, facing North Carolina. That should be a lot of fun. It'll be Friday, 6 o'clock. Then 8.30 game, three seeds to chalk in the Greensboro region. Three seed, Arizona State versus two seed, Florida State. Arizona State had to come from behind down the stretch to beat Levin Little Rock, who led most of that ball game, and then just couldn't close out the deal. Spokane, number one seed, Maryland, versus four seed, Duke. That's on Saturday. I know you're Wildcat, you already have no faith in Duke getting past Maryland, right? Right. Then second game, Tennessee, two seed, versus 11 seed, Gonzaga, who... Was one of the double digit seeds we got wrong. Gonzaga opened up tournament. Beat yeah. Six seed. Surprise me. Washington and then beat the three seed Oregon State on Oregon State's home floor in Corvallis. <laughs> so we'll see how. And now Gonzaga plays in Spokane, plays in Washington. So they'll have a lot of fans cheering them on to see how we'll see how the Lady Vols handle that. And we'll see uh, who comes out of that matchup. I still think Maryland will be the representative of the Spokane Regional. Well, so then. we'll see. Will Gonzaga leave the West Coast Conference and go to the Big East? You, what, you have something you want to share with us? Yeah, because that, 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 that was like a shock to what you just... You know, Boise State <laughs> would be great. I mean, because that... But, you know, what are you talking about, sir? <laughs> yeah, no. What just happened? What did I miss? I, I know I missed something. <laughs> something. I, I've, read, I've heard that Big East might... Push to get Gonzaga and Gonzaga. And who else? And who else? Gotta be somebody else. Yeah, it's another. No, they looking at a couple. U of H, right? U of H, women's basketball. No, because they looking at a non-football school. Bell call. Bell call. The biggest would be a non-football situation. UAB. So much for student athletes and UAB. UAB. Yeah, I mean, we can get that basketball. that's true. They don't go to school in the spring anyway. So that's yeah, that's true. For tournament, you leave on Tuesday. And this is true. No one acknowledges besides folks like us. They don't play travel more than. Excuse me, basketball student athletes, college athletes travel more than other student athletes. Well, outside of maybe baseball, yes. And when Rice was in the whack. They would the baseball team would make a road uh, a road west trip, which would include Hawaii and yeah west and the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, they gone a week. No question. How can you not? 
Because you got to play two games when you go out there. So, yeah. you, you can't just, you got to play two two schools when you go out there. But once you, again, so much for the welfare and the concerns of, of the, the college, student athletes. College Speaking of the welfare hold and Hold on, hold on. We got, like I said, we got rocks building up. I, I like this. We're building up some more recovery. Yeah, because I saw that last. The, oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We talked about <laughs> oh, yeah. sports and HBO. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen you that, you need to, well, you need you to see need that. Watch doc, it. You need to watch the whole you, show. Yeah. Go to HBO on demand. You need to watch the whole show. You write about the whole thing. Dad. Since, was like, since they're student athletes, they're not eligible for workers' comp. Basically, that's it in a nutshell right there, you know. So, there you go. Yeah. But back to the bracket, the matchups. So, in the Albany region. So, they're not like our friend here in Texas. They can't just claim and get on Obamacare. <laughs> Ted Cruz, I'm referring to. Maybe. <laughs> Never Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> wow! We just now Anyhow. you talking about a boulder? Oh yeah. man! Somebody dropped Mount Everest in here yeah. again. <laughs> Number one, see Connecticut. Get faces, it out, say, get, say, settle down. Just breathe and you get it out. Faces fifth seed Texas on Saturday, eleven o'clock in the morning. Will that be a game? No. Nope. If so, for how long will it be a game before the train decides to come Maybe up and the roll down the tracks? At least that. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Then other matches well, in I, Albany. You said at least. I, 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 I said at least that. Uh, I got somebody that's going up there, and they they gonna give me a report back. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I don't care how long, how quickly it happens. I just want to know when it happens. And he said, he said, no problem. I'll let you know. So then we got the other matchup in Albany: three C Louisville, who won on the road in Tampa, beating South Florida USF, who was a host. School, that should be a pretty good game. Versus seven C Dayton. Dayton upset uh, two C Kentucky, excuse me, Iowa State from the Big Twelve, and then beat Kentucky in the second round. Playing some good basketball in Dayton right there. So uh, Dayton Louisville, that should be, I say should, could be the best matchup of of all the regional semifinals. I agree with that. I think it's a tempo game, three point shooting. Louisville has probably um, more athletes, Mm -hmm. but Dayton has. Better half court offense and better shooters from the outside, specifically. Who so, has the chance to play the best defense? Louisville has a chance. I mean, they got a great freshman. You know, that may be the difference. But uh, we'll we'll see because both coaches, uh, we Wildcat and I met Jeff Walls and Jim D- Jim Jaber and Dayton when we were all of us just participated in a mock selection. So we we know both of them personally. So it won't the winner of that game, the loser of that game, will not lose because of poor coaching. Right, I would say that right there. Yeah, both yeah. teams will be well, well prepared. So that uh, one o'clock start Houston time on Saturday, Oklahoma City region it was chalk, one seed Notre Dame versus four seed Stanford, and then that's uh listen to the start time for this game Friday night nine o'clock, Friday night in Oklahoma City. Folks don't care. And then people don't care. The game before that is a three seed Iowa versus two seed Baylor. So. People don't care. They're college athletes. People don't care. So now, not, not students. Talking about people don't care. Talking about start times. There, you see, we got start times. Uh, Friday, six thirty, nine o'clock, six o'clock, eight thirty on Friday. Saturday is a little bit more palatable. We got eleven o'clock in the morning, one o'clock p.m., and then three thirty and five thirty, which should be six o'clock. They are cashing the ESPN checks, right? Speaking of that, thank you, sir. Attendance, as I touched on, attendance for the NCAA tournament, women's tournament, is up. How so? Which, I mean, I would hope so, based on the the, the push to obtain and have the uh, top 16 teams, C teams, host 
opening round games. But the average attendance for those first round games, 48 games, was 4,709 fans, nearly 1,000 more than last season and the most since 2009, which I said, which I think says a lot right there. Well, the NCAA is proud of 4,709 average attendance for men's basketball. It's proud of that. Yeah, because it could be. It's been worse. Thank you. It's been, that's it's been worse. If you're proud of 4709, then you still have plenty of room to grow the game. Now, let me get into quotes from our lovely quote machine, Gino Oriyama. Because he's good for a few. Some arenas, and part of the articles on ESPN.com is from the Associated Press. So I'm sure Doug Weinberg, the AP writer for women's basketball, uh, put this together. But some arenas where host teams usually have robust fan support had more empty seats than usual, a problem coaches say was created in part by the starting times. Duke played its two games at noon on Friday and noon on Sunday, and I probably assume that's Eastern time, so 11 o'clock in the morning Friday, 11 o'clock in the morning Sunday. Blue Devils drew 2,000 fans less for each game than they did the rest of the season. The Blue Devils weren't alone. UConn, UConn, and Stanford also had sparse crowds. Stanford had an afternoon game on Monday, which drew the lowest home attendance of the season with an announced crowd of 2532. Wow. More than 1,000 fans below the season average of 3,693. Stanford failed to reach 3,000 fans at home four times this season with two of those occasions coming in the NCAA tournament. UConn wasn't much better, drawing under 4,000 for each of its two routes, less than half their normal attendance. The Huskies had both of their games start at 8 p.m. Central Time. Quote from Gino Oriyama, It makes no sense to me or to our fans. If someone sets me before the tournament, What's your ideal situation? I would have said Saturday at 4, 3 o'clock our time, Central, and Monday night at 7, 6 Central, if it has to be Saturday, Monday. Friday at 7 and Sunday at 2. You look for windows where you know who our fan base is, that we could get eight, nine, ten thousand. But I don't make those decisions. It's kind of embarrassing, he said. We took great pride in who we are and what we've done and how we've done it all these years, and for that to happen, I'm not pointing the finger at, at anybody. I just think it's embarrassing. End quote. The article goes on. ESPN sets a start time for all NCAA tournament games for the women, and by putting the Huskies at 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, it allowed the network to show the game nationally. The Huskies were the only game to start at that time. Here's a quote from the ESPN Director of Programming and Acquisitions, Brent Colburn. Quote, we want to provide maximum exposure for the sport, for avid fans, and hopefully new fans. We try to showcase storied brands and key matchups while looking to avoid potential territory and scheduling overlaps. End quote. That sounds good. That's a bunch of garbage. No, I think I think it's It sounds great in theory. No, I think it's accurate in terms of what they're trying to do in terms of getting the maximum another eye <laughs> on television. 
But unfortunately, eyes on the television doesn't necessarily match what is best for attendance at the game. And if we think about this back to football with bowl season, this is actually the direction that television is taking sports. So it'll be interesting to see how far will sporting organizations allow that to continue to happen and how will it affect that attendance as you're talking about directly in in, in terms of attendance. You see this in the NFL as they're trying to, trying to make the fan appearance at the game different. Uh, bowl games, we see this with bowl games literally with 20,000, 25,000 fans, but they're actually getting some of the best ratings ever. So in terms of television executives, uh, they really don't care what's going on. We just, you just talked about over two or three podcasts ago where they're literally having these broadcast games where they're doing it from the studio. They're not even at the game. Right. So that tells you that television is going in a whole different direction in terms of how they coverage, cover games and what is best for the television platform and how that now is interfering in a lot of ways in terms of people attending games uh, in person. It'll be, that I, is a. I agree with what you're saying. Intriguing with to continue to watch where this is going. Leads me to my, another pebble, rock, whatever I'm going to toss at ESPN. I think it's a boulder. Why ESPN is the home of the women's NCAA tournament. Now, this is a okay. good point. Now, that's why Monday night was the men's NIT, I think second round games, on ESPN and ESPNU, while the second round of the women's NCAA tournament, one game was, was on ESPN2, depending on your region. And the other games were can only be seen on ESPN three or watch ESPN. In other words, on the internet. So you, you ESPN made the decision to have the men's NIT games on the mothership and ESPN U, whereas the home of the women's NCAA tournament games was watch hell watch ESPN or ESPN three. Interesting. Just interesting. Oh, I, again, I think for television, they're doing what's best for the television, which I think is your, which is sad. It's just unfortunate that that, that was the case. And you, it's obvious that the NLT men's side get higher ratings than the NCAA. Which tournament. gets me to a, another point. Which is, which is a problem. More people, more eyeballs would still watch men's NIT action. Wow. Than the women's NCAA tournament. Yes. I think because ESPN, I throw rocks at them, you know, whatever, but they're not stupid. Correct. They're going to show what gets high ratings correct. on their bigger stations. That is correct. So overall, it still shows you how far, yes, women's basketball has come a long way, but right. it shows you another indicator of how, how far, far they that? still need to go. Yes, absolutely. Now, the regional semifinals games will be on ESPN2 and ESPN this weekend. And like Which I said, is you can a multiple that I'm sure that they have higher ratings. And you get towards the championship, you want to create a platform to where those have a chance to get a higher rating and they continue to grow. So you'll take the risk and do it early. Later, it's less likely that you're going to take that same type of risk, no matter what the uh, 
interest level is in terms of the women's game. But I I am curious because we see CBS and Turner, you have you have the men's tournament games, NC tournament games on CBS, TNT, TBS, and True TV. Late games too. Late and that's another point. There's Sunday night. There are games on till ten o'clock Houston time, if not later, still later. being played. Eleven o'clock. Once again, college athletes. College, those student athletes. I'm sure they. So nice. I get. I guess they were all on spring break, so it wasn't interfering with the academics. Well, the only one, only college. person that complained, the only coach that has complained so far, has been Bo Ryan of Wisconsin. This year, last year. Yeah. Um, what's the Fisher? Steve San Fisher, Diego? San Diego State. Yeah, yes. because they because of travel. Um, well, no, he was just talking about the travel and the lateness of the game. He same same thing. He, mm-hmm. he did a, a Gino. He said it's ridiculous. Well, it goes back to they just gonna tell him shut up. You like the million dollar check you get, right? Yeah, he's been just gonna say hey. But coaches are bold now. They ain't bolding. They don't say what they want. Man. You still gonna pay because you need somebody to coach your team, take your sweet sister. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got got to get that. Gotta and the ratings it. were up. Turner Sports. You know, uh, I believe sent out press release that the first the ratings for the opening three rounds, <laughs> Thank including you. the yeah the, man uh, yeah first round games. What do they call it? The first four games, whatever. But the the ratings were higher for you know the first three rounds of the men's tournament. So people are watching, despite the fact that it's late games on Sundays and Saturdays. So clearly TV knows more than I do while I vent my frustration. And no, but I think there's a, there should be a separation because you're not arguing that the television doesn't necessarily know what's best for their business. That is not your argument. You you openly said that you understand that they understand, that know their business, I should say, and that they're very good about knowing their business. You're asking the question, um, Allowing television to do what's best for their business, does it benefit one, the college athlete? Is it better than them if that's your bottom line? It's obvious now that they're really not interested in that, so we'll check that off. We'll still tell everybody because people want to suggest that they still are getting a pretty good deal. and More and more, we see that they're not really getting that great a deal at all. And secondly, you're talking about is it in the best interest of growing the game in terms of people going to the game. And so those are two separate questions. So I don't think you have to frame it in such a way that you apologize to television, which obviously you're not. But I just wanted to put that framework out there. With that, before we leave off television, I think it's interesting. Last week we talked about the announcement of the Celebration Bowl, uh, which will be a football game played between the SWAT champion and the MEAC champion. And that is a ESPN event game. ESPN is putting that game together. Again, you're talking about the platform of a niche market and how they are able to partner that as part of their bowl week. And now they have a opening game for HBCU interest with the MEAC SWAT challenge. They have a number of games during the season for football, which runs into basketball and they play championship in terms of bowling as well as softball and baseball. So now they have this 
huge platform for HBCU sports, which will culminate with one of the biggest sports uh, out there in terms of football and the HBCU brand, and they get to bring that to Atlanta in terms of December 19th. It'll be interesting. Still a lot of frustration for them, a small, uh, very uh, adamant voice of MEAC fans on their blog spot radios that are really frustrated with the announcement uh, more than anything that they were not in the middle of getting more information of why the conference is going this direction, which is interesting. I think you do need to make sure your fan base has the knowledge, but I'm not sure if any conference really puts all that type of information for their fans to get out there. So I'm not sure how realistic that is from the fans. But if you want to hear some discussion about this, if you're really into the HBCU sports scene, you can go to SoundCloud and look and listen to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, uh, where we record a weekly radio show that airs on Tuesday live from 7 to 8 on KSOH Radio, 1230 AM, right here in Houston. You can go to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab again on SoundCloud and listen to that as we brought in Alvin Hollis, who is uh, Sports Information Director at FAMU Assistant now does some independent writing, and he came on and gave us a platform to really have a discussion, if you would, in regards to why many of the MEAC fans, at least on the blog call, uh, framework, are frustrated. And so I think it is a lively discussion, so if you want to hear that, I suggest that you go to, again, SoundCloud inside HBCU Sports Lab. Well, well, well. Predictions on the other regional games in the tournament. Men's side first. Oh, I found my uh, my bracket. It, uh, all right. This is my final four, and they still holding strong. Uh, on the men's side, got uh, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and my final is uh, Kentucky against Michigan State. With Kentucky winning it all. Okay, so, and I have Kentucky versus the Zags in the championship game. <clears throat> women's side? Yeah, well, I'm going to stay with Kentucky on the men's side before I jump over there to the women's side so we can give all the framework. <laughs> and of course, then, Mr. Miles, you're going to be wrong tomorrow. I'm going to so, stick you know. with Arizona. Uh, so I'm going to stick with my platform there. I'm still safe there. Um, Duke played really well. But I'm going to stick with Gonzaga coming out of uh, Houston. Should be some interesting matchups. And I get to change a little bit in the East, obviously, because I picked Virginia. They're gone. So I'm going to pick with the, stay with the team that beat Virginia, Michigan State. All right. Is that everybody on the men's side? Yep. All right. Now, on the women's side, at Baylor, Florida State, Connecticut, Maryland, uh, the Final Four, and Connecticut playing Baylor. In the championship game in Connecticut winning. <coughs> nice. That could be a nice so, okay. Game. So you're saying the Longhorns don't have a chance against Connecticut? Nah, I'm being real now. Come on now. I may go, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to cover. I'm going to do right by them. But he no. said for about 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Who will Connecticut beat in the regional final? Louisville or Dayton? Um, Louisville. I'll say they'll beat Dayton. Who will Maryland beat in the Spokane final? Tennessee or Gonzaga? Gonzaga. Uh, Tennessee. Probably I'm leaning to a doc on that. I, 
you know, Lady Ball, they have too many issues, struggles to score points. Yes. And then Greensboro. Got the, the Carolina battle. Yeah. South Carolina versus North Carolina. Uh, I'm picking South Carolina on that and South Carolina losing to Florida State. All right, that's what I picked as well. Yes, I'm going to pick. And stay with South Carolina. I'll pick South Carolina. And you got Baylor beat Notre Dame. So you got oh, Notre, yeah. Notre yeah. Dame beating Stanford and Baylor beating Iowa. Yeah. And then Baylor beating Notre Dame. Yeah. I'm I'm with that. I'm going with Baylor as well. So I picked Notre Dame. That was so, my yeah. only two seed that I picked to come right. out. All right. Good deal there. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Now, are we ready to go to about uh, the the uh, student athlete report? At, uh, college athlete. College, the college athletic uh, well, athlete report speaking on of, medical not, coverage? Not yet. Uh, not ready? The ACC, with their, on the men's side. Okay. Of course, talking about, when I mentioned the money, you know I'm talking about the men. Uh, stand to make, according to uh, Dan Ravel, up to $20 million with their teams currently in the Sweet 16. And as a great interesting retweet that I retweeted, zero of that goes to the student-athletes. Excuse me, the college athletes. So the schools will get all that lovely money, all the $28 million, you know, they, what they call it, units. That's what it is? That's, that's, that's what it is? But the players, college athletes, student athletes, however you want to refer to them, will get how much, Doc? Zero. Directly in terms of the funds. Some people will try to say they get in direct money, which they do in terms of the scholarships associated with boarding, but it's nowhere close to the economic uh, freedom if you look at the open market situation. So, again, they will not get any direct dollars uh, for what they're bringing to the table. And the best way I can put this is um, it's what I'm referring to now as athletic sharecropping. Those that are familiar with the term yes. historically with sharecropping is the fact that coming out of the ends of enslavement, um, there was crops and fields. And so you had individuals that were held as slaves that obviously knew how to work the fields. You had a large number of those individuals that did once um, they had earned their freedom, they had actually decided to move up north. So you had the great migration of um, what would become to be known as African Americans to move up north. Uh, but with that framework is the fact that uh, many of them were tending the fields. So you had crops. And so they would take a share of the yield of the fields, but they were often indebted to individuals that can control those fields. And oftentimes they were in a position where they would actually have to leverage the field and buy food from the individuals that were essentially putting them in debt. So they never could work themselves out of debt. And so the way I compare this is the fact for that three or four in some cases, five years, college athletes are indebted. They get exchanged. But if you look at any economic professor out there, or just about any, that really talks about this framework, they will tell you that there is an imbalance of this ratio in terms of what they are bringing to the table and what they are receiving. So it's as if they're indebted to this system 
that says that you have no rights essentially very little rights and it's taking them everything just to get the small rights that they have but whether that's from the transfer rules whether that's in terms of the scholarship rules that have went uh, from four-year scholarship to one year that now they're trying to move back to four years but only certain institutions are doing that all of them are able to do that but from that framework you also it it is concerning to me that you have all this money out there and these individuals are not getting any of it. Doc. I see it as purely exploitation uh, at its worst. Now, with that being said, going back to the four-year all economically feasible to all schools or just certain? No, I think it's, it's you open the market. I'm talking about I'm talking about all the no, all I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You're playing within the current rules that they try to hide behind this Title IX and, and what schools can afford it. Right. Again, okay. I'm saying you open up the market. The market will tell you who can afford it. So even under this current system, you have the power of five that is a gluttony for all this money. So they're not sharing the money. So all institutions obviously can't pay for this. And I'm not saying that they should. I'm saying the schools that can pay for it, that are gluttony for this money, are the schools that need to open up a free market system to make sure that these individuals get somewhat close to their value instead of doing this welfare system that many people are frustrated in terms of outside of athletics saying is unjust, but when it's in athletics, it's fine. You have two sports mainly that are boasted by a group of individuals. Uh, When we look at it in terms of ethnicity, uh, they're African-Americans. They're playing football at a 60% clip, playing basketball at about a 70% clip. When you look at these power five that are having about almost 90% of the revenue that is generated, and they're using that money, and they'll tell you that it's fine if you share this money with other sports. They're fine with that. In fact, they try to tell you that's why we can't pay them, is that we have to pay for these other sports. Well, that's essentially what people would say outside of this framework as welfare where you give a group of individuals. So in one market, welfare is not good, but in athletics, welfare is fine, it's good. And I don't accept that premise. And so you can't pull the wolves over me and try to tell me just because that's how the system was that it should continue like that. So no, I don't accept that and I totally reject it and will speak on it to anybody from that framework. Now, Real Sports, most recent episode venture into what goes on in the NC2A's hidden small work, uh, fine print is what I call it, that that nobody reads or pays attention to until after the fact. Yes, because they come in, you got to look at this framework. Let's frame it like it is. Okay. You have coaches that come in and Promise? promise everything, essentially. They really don't tell you that this is a one-year renewable scholarship. They say you'll get to go to school four or five years. We'll take care of you. And so they promise you quite a bit, a lot. They'll say if you get hurt, we'll take care of you. They don't tell you, as you said, the fine prints that does that says that they don't necessarily have to take care of you. Yeah. And if it's a catastrophic injury, it's likely that they won't take care of you. In fact, they have the nerve that they will even bill you uh, for your things. And often institutions 
Well, actually, ask your parents for those that are on insurance and still have it. They'll actually have their insurance from the parent, guardian, pay for things first. And then they'll leverage what's next for what they have. So it's very ugly out there, and it, I'm glad that it's coming to a light. You've seen a couple of incidents. You've heard about the case, obviously, with SMU, with, I mean TCU. Make sure I get that correct. TCU, where the football player uh, was injured and became a, a quadriplegic in terms of what he was doing and that. And they raised some funds, but they actually he actually sued. And they went to court to make sure that they didn't have a case because they didn't want to set a precedent. And if you look at the history of this, it goes back very clearly that this goes back to buyers who said, that he made up the term student-athlete. That's why I refuse to use it now, but I want to use it in context for this particular story because they are college athletes. This this phrase that they used was used purposely so when they went into courts, they could create a boundary and suggest because at one time you would actually bring these players out and oftentimes they wouldn't go to school. They would go back in the off-seasons and work the farms and things of this nature so they were definitely employees. And in fact, you had a judge in Colorado that legally said that they were employees. So they implemented this word, word, this word student athletes. So when they went back to courts, it would be this, this middle framework that was hard to kind of define them, that they were somewhat an athlete, uh, somewhat a student. So they were this hybrid, if you would, the student athlete. So this player actually died. He happened to be married. Wife sued for the fact that he was employed so she could get worksman comp and so she could continue to live uh, in a way because now she didn't have a partner. People don't want to hear these stories and how ugly this got, but now we forward this in the present time and you get these real world stories in this situation, HBCU, that talks about real sports looks at several cases where players literally were having headaches, head injuries, uh, work, walking with canes at the age of like 28, and they would have to have several surgeries, spending upwards to $10,000 a year outside of what their insurance was paying, and these colleges were not helping in any way. In fact, oftentimes, you would go see the same doctor that you sent in college, and all of a sudden, they would send you a bill. Uh, very painful. Anybody that has any type of a heart, uh, whether you agree with it or not, it would concern you. And so these are things that they don't want to tell you. And they're going to have to come face to face with this at some point. But I think it's to the point now that they're making so much money that they'll deal with the negative publicity and just move forward and hope that most people will turn a blind eye to this ugly but the Power Five says, see, we want to fix that. To what extent? We don't want to. To what extent? We are we are Because right now they're not doing a damn thing. We're up for changes. We want to make the scholarships four years, you know, like where you can't, uh, what's the word, recruit over a kid kind of thing. And that happens. Renewable. That happens. Uh, we want to take, you know, pay for med- medical expenses, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the NCAA does not allow that, or it's their student athletes, no workers' compensation. But we, as Power Five members, 
We are for changes. We want to do these changes. See, we know what's better for our student athletes. But unless a than kid, the as a kid, has a severe injury to the point of dying in a situation of an in, an injury while playing. The school will write it off as pay until. Unless a student, a athlete dies in the playoff, on the playoff, uh, the field of play, there's a payment. It's just a matter of how much. But when there's just a medical injury, when the time comes and you they keep you there long enough to get your degree. If that. If that. That day stops at 12.01 a.m. the next day. <laughs> Folks, if you want to find out just how nasty and ugly it can be, if you can have access to a, getting HBO, Please yeah, watch that. I think you should you, watch it. Do watch. You need but to watch this to set show. Just the framework. I think there's one of the most more poignant points that they pointed out. That I thought they were sitting with a expert on workman's comp, and they were saying the coach would be on the sideline. He gets bumped into, knee goes out. Would he be covered? Yep. Yes. Referee on the field. He gets hit by the side by a football player. Uh, get ran over on the basketball court. Yep. Tears up a knee. Yep. Covered. Yep. Yep. Yes. And that's a big problem. Guys selling popcorn. Employee. Peanuts. Vendor. To the fans. He gets hurt. Yep. He's covered. Yes, he is. The major individuals that are bringing the fans to the game. Bringing television crews. Because if they get stumbled on, kicked or whatever, they get injured. Covered. But these major individuals, these players, these college athletes. Athlete students. <laughs> Whatever. That's why I call my students that don't study. So that's a different framework. <laughs> college athletes. Athlete students are the ones that are not studied, not serious about it. So I tease them with that and let them know. What are you? Athlete student? Are you student. a student? College athlete? Let me know. I will grade you accordingly. But with that framework, those college athletes... That is not the case. Because they're not considered employees. That's simple the case, which is utterly ridiculous. Go to HBO.com and look for the episode. Only place in America that we allow this to be take place, which tells me in a lot of ways really how much we care about our athletes. We cheer for them. We're excited for them, but uh, we really don't care. We really don't care. Sad, truthfully, is we see them as objects for us to celebrate or curse based on the outcome of the events. And after that, we really wish they would just go away. Especially the schools. Go to HBO.com and just look for real sports and watch. <laughs> no, I think it's even the fans. I think the fans are starting to turn a little bit. But the reason the schools are able to get away with this so much is, generally speaking, most fans uh, haven't put it out there that they think this should change. The general the attitude of America, other than those newspaper and writers to some extent and some Fans here and there, but I'm saying the large majority of fans really don't feel it, feel this way. So I put it personally on the fans as well. I challenge them to say and start looking at this for what it is. 
and say it's not right. It's not going to change how much you celebrate your team. It's not going to change the fact that you love your university. It's not going to change. Now, if you're just a gluttony and you want more money to help build luxury in terms of your facilities, if you want to be able to pay your coaches just more money, your athletic directors more money, I understand that. That's the framework you are. But let's just call it like it is. You don't care about the athlete. Mm. I, there's so much I want to say, but I get uh, I got to hold my peace. Why? Uh, only because it involves some personal, uh, some personal involvement, and that's the only reason I won't. Any update on the job opening at Rice? Like I said earlier today, it's crickets. Um, <laughs> and with this weekend, but now. Uh, I will say this much. Uh, the last time they made a hire at Rice for basketball, uh, when Ben Braun got uh, got hired, it was during regional weekend here. True. And he was the last person they got uh, called in. So uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow and see who's in town and who's not in town. And if I don't see anyone in town, I know that person is out on the road doing interviews. And I will say this: I got a someone began following me on Twitter today. It was kind yeah. of surprised me. I don't. I am too. I'm not sure what to make of it, so I don't want to say anything else. But that's interesting. Kind of that, that, that's where I'm gonna put that. It's just interesting. On Twitter now, so yes, that's interesting because I never saw that coming. It doesn't surprise me. I, I think a lot of people believe that you have input and have a lot to say. We want to find out what's going on. Say so we want to find out what's going on, and I think they're very smart to follow you or any of us for that matter, and they're going to find out a lot of what's going on. Hopefully they'll use it in the right way, not a negative way. Exactly. But with that, I will ask you a follow-up question. Any updates on the athletic director position at U of H or the VP of athletics? Uh, let's see. I know they went to the, with the same company. That Which really – I know. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. What? What, what can I say? Um, Are y'all gonna stay inside the city? Piss me off to no, the highest degree of no, activity. That's not gonna happen. Um, y'all won't they could in, have. They won't dip into the backyard. And they, 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 I, I put it like this: at one time they would have. They won't go across the street. I don't say that. I, I'm not gonna say they're not now. They should have. They should. They I should if right. they want to get it done. Almost two years on a podcast, but, but they won't do that. And who are we talking to? Talk we talked about, about Dr. Charles McClellan at Texas Southern University, but some of my fellow U of H alums would just say he's at TSU. Right. But but he's very capable in terms with of the same folks who are that same people that said the same thing about Mike Davis. Same same folks said the same thing about Cynthia Cooper when she was at TSU. But it's TSU. And I and my my retort was then and it is now. We're U of H. <laughs> Yeah, because you started doing how, you and, and we've accomplished what in 30 years? Wow. No, well, let's not go back that far. Let's go back to as far as 2005. Excellent, Excellent point. Let's go back to as far as 2005. Yeah, we, 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 we've accomplished how much in 2000, since 2005? Not a lot. Not a lot. That's 10 years. That's t- am I wrong? That's 10 years? I mean, men's basketball, 30 years, yes. But, uh, but, football has been better, had more success recently. You, that person so that made that They messed that up and hired a special teams coach. You know, head coach. We finally got rid of him. Okay. So, uh, like once again, I said, but we're U of H. 
You know, we have tremendous goals and aspirations, but we haven't always made the right choices when it comes to hiring coaches. To get you to those goals and aspirations. And it's all it's not always about reaching out there and getting the biggest name. Somebody it's about getting somebody of substance that can get it done. And actually the last big known hire that they made was not a big splash because it was basically who when they hired President Couture to get them to, to uh, tier one. That's right. That's the last big, and, and then I, my point being, that's right. don't go looking for the big name. Go and look for somebody that's going to fit your situation. And get it done. And get it done. Somebody that's not going to just talk. Yeah, and you think about that with the last, the football hires. They weren't necessarily no. just these biggest names. They became yeah. big and One was names. referenced, and I was sitting there, was referenced as a high school coach. Sumlin and and then, Art Brown. And Kevin and Sumlin. Kevin, Kevin Sumlin. Sumlin. Art was, listed, was referenced by quite a few alumni, high school coach. Kevin Sumlin was referenced by some alum, a U of H alumni, but he's just an assistant football coach. He's been everywhere. You know, he hadn't been in charge. But well, I'm thinking it, both of the highs like that. One, you talking about coming, you know, from high school. So neither one of those were big light hires. They and, turned and, and, into great hires, which again is your point. Yeah, look for somebody that fits your system situation. that is hungry, that can hit the ground running and get it done, and take and you not to the afraid. Level you to, yeah, take this for what it's worth. But a, a U of H alum told me that his preference would be. U of H to simply promote Associate Vice President of Athletics Hunter Yurichek to replace Mac Robes. That's his preference. But he himself told me he doesn't believe that's going to happen. Yeah. And that's scary. I think they're going to look outside of the house. That's scary. That's scary. Now, I've heard that uh, that job, initially I heard the job was Hunter's as soon as Mac announced he was going to left for Missouri. Right. So then a week later, I heard this, another alum tell me that his preference is Hunter gets the job. Since then, I haven't heard anything. Okay. Like I said, crickets. Better be glad they don't have fans like the Miak fans on no. the blog. Yeah. They would be crazy. Oh, man. Be lively. Yes. It'd be lively, Doc. They would have some choice words. Doc, why have, are you not talking? We, Doc, we'd have something to talk about every, Not just every, once a week, but we have something to talk about every day. Yes. <laughs> Because the one thing I they on I, fire. We, we all talk. We we all you know kind of go back and forth. But the one thing we we found out since we've gotten into this 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 social media network, the MEAC people, they are loud. They are heard. No, this is small. But Ooh, don't get it twisted. But now, so I don't know how much they are heard. But they are definitely loud. It's a vocal minority. <laughs> but now, it, at least. There's a contribution to the, the yeah, but if you're loud and nobody's listening, does it mean a whole bunch? If you put it's some money, like out, if you put if, if you put if paying somebody, if they're not listening. You're not putting out enough money. Well, you, you never know. You never know. Somebody they're, may be. They're not listening. You're not listening to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I don't know. I can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> my point. Now, I have a follow-up question for you. Okay. Where are you with your MV, NBA? MV, I'm MVP? still going with Russell Westbrook. And I don't read, and, and I'm still going with Russell Westbrook. He, he's, 
consistent. You are consistent. You know, people keep talking about six weeks. I'm looking at it longer than that because how long had how many games did Kevin Durant actually play this year? That's my point. I can't remember. I, I, what twenty games but at the, the most? The point is about Russell 20. missed twenty games as well. And the also, second point is, but it wasn't. A, they're struggling to make the playoffs. I think I think they don't make the playoffs. I think they're gonna make the playoffs, and he's gonna be the reason that, why. And that's and, fine. And, and the number one seed, and the number one seed guy that's leading the number one seed that is led by who? Stephon Curry. And yeah. Okay, and then the number and you wouldn't give him a vote. Three seed is no. led by who? Some guy named James Harden. And you wouldn't give him the vote. No. That's James tough. Harden's put up better numbers throughout the whole season get your- than Russell Westbrook had. Do you, do you, you have, I mean, yeah. Westbrook, you somehow, get your somehow Westbrook is, is now convincing statisticians to give him triple doubles when he doesn't get them. <laughs> I mean, hey, so that's impressive, you know, but that's, that's saying, that's sad. You know, you got people give him rebounds and stuff to give him a triple double. I've had him like twice in the last two weeks. Stat people, stat people, stat people at the Damn. table. So rebound. Gave it to the wrong, gave it to him. And I think one of the rebounds went to another, a player on another team. Well. Stat people on the on the count. Oh, uh, on, on, on okay table. now. Stat people on the table. Stat people on the table. That's yeah, all I'm saying. You know, I admire you for for your Russell consistency. You're not alone. I know one of my uh my old friends. He's he's kind of leaning toward the you know the Wildcats vision, but he's a Reagan graduate. So what does he know? <laughs> you know, so oh that guy. So what that guy. Know? We talk about the same guy. Of course. Oh. <laughs> and he listens to these podcasts religiously, so he will oh, yeah. hit me up when he hears this point of of uh, the podcast with referencing him. He knows who we're talking about. But um, He's been there since day one. Indeed he has, and he tells everybody about the podcast, which we want and encourage the listeners to do the same thing. Tell your friends about the KG Fifth World Wildcat and Dot podcast. Got uh, new followers on SoundCloud. Listen to the podcast on SoundCloud. Start right. following us from last uh, last posting. Hopefully, get more of them. The women, though, I'm not sure. We have a uh, seems like we have more women who follow us on SoundCloud than men. Oh, I know. I don't know. Maybe it's because of my voice or our voices. I don't know what it is. I have sure no idea. Was. I don't know what what's I going on. I can't take credit for that. But uh, we appreciate the support we're getting on SoundCloud.com. Podcasts are available on iTunes as well. How can folks find you, Wildcat, on the World Wide Web? Okay. Let me st- let me get this all straightened out here. YouTube, Blogspot, and SoundCloud. A-K-S-V. The CSR, The College Sports Report. Twitter, Facebook, TweetDeck. You can find me. It's J.L. Woodley 1. Jerry. L. Woodley Jr. Doc? Yes, you can follow me on the social media platforms of Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. You can also listen to me on SoundCloud with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab which is a weekly radio show that you can listen live if you like, caseohradio.com, www.caseohradio.com, 12.30 a.m. if you're listening live on the radio dial. 
every Tuesday from 7 to 8 where we talk about HBCU sports, which to kind of close out on the HBCU sports scene is the fact that you have Texas Southern leading the Western Division and they take on their rival, uh, Prairie View A&M, this weekend at McGregor Park. So it should be a very interesting because Prairie View is at the top of the league as well. So as they enter into the second half of the season, they close out the first half of the season. Seems like this will be a bang, bang job to do it. So we'll hear the pings of the bats this weekend at McGregor Park. Hopefully the weather will hold up and we get some games in this weekend. Which has been a trouble all oh, season yeah, long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, really all across the country. So it'll be interesting to see how things continue to move forward on that platform. Uh, you can email me directly, last thing here, kcaville at thd-agency.com. Doc, how does the uh, swag? You know how they gonna are they gonna is it, will it be a makeup situation? Or are they just gonna? Yeah, they have to- a rule on the book. Last they had where you really had to play a hundred percent of your games. They went wow. kind of from seventy five percent to hundred uh, percent. But uh, they've already scheduled most of the game. They really didn't have much rainouts. They've been very strategic about playing games early. Uh-huh. So like this past weekend in Baton Rouge, there was threat of rain on Sunday, so they moved the games to Friday. Saturday got out everything in. There's another case where Pine Bluff had the freeze weather. Right, yeah. and they actually switched. Pine Bluff decided to come down here first, and then you have okay, okay. reverse with Texas Southern to go back later in the season. So they've been very good in terms of maneuvering around the rain, but where they're having a lot of the rain out are the midweek games okay. where you can't do much about. So that's more of the problem than it has been with the conference game. Another example of that was when uh, – uh, Pine Bluff came down to Prairie View. They only got two games in, so when Prairie View goes up to Pine Bluff, they'll go ahead and play all four games. Okay. So they've been fine in a way to get the conference games in. So they'll have one week available to make up some games if necessary, but in terms of conference, they seem to be doing pretty well in terms of getting in the majority of games. Again, it's the midweek games that give them a major problem. All righty. Thank you for that, Doc. Because oh. around here, that's been – you know, a source of contention uh, with uh, uh, baseball here in the area because of the weather, especially on the weekends. Softball has been another situation also. Um, I know they had to showcase, uh, what, last week? Yeah, and they pushed it back. Again, they did that too. It was supposed to be a uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh-huh. matchup. They moved that to Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So they actually finished today with the softball roundout, and they actually changed location. Yeah, that's what I want to So, again, they're being aggressive in terms of at least being able to get the conference games in. One other thing, a little bit on a sad note, Stillman College has reeled back that they won't be playing any of their spring sport non-conference games. They only play conference games in terms of athletics this week. So, um, interesting to see how sports are moving in different directions. Obviously, we Heard the reports with UAPB, and now we're getting even more egregious reports of how much of that was a direct relationship of the president and maybe some people outside of that in terms of the board. UAB. UAB. Yeah. Did I say? You said UAPB as a Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. I added the P in there, but UAB in terms of the non-HBC program out of Birmingham, obviously. uh, We've heard about them and their football program not existing anymore. So. How much is that affecting? And so you have this big money ground by the Power Five and consolidating resources and attainment, just like you do in the business world, but nobody else wants to look at it like that. But UAB, 
uh, reached an agreement with their basketball head coach to a new new deal, give him a million dollars per year for his contract. So they hold on to basketball. Get Will more, they be able to stay in the conference? You know, so yeah, that's uh, the question. Now, at, what are your thoughts what, on now, what I can, close out? Okay, what I can say is that everything is on the table right now. But in June, when the presidents and the uh, – What's and your gut feeling? On the books, it says they have to have football, right? Uh, well, that's not what I was told. Okay. I, I was told everything is on the table right now. I mean, literally, every, concerning UAB, everything is on the table. Concerning them staying, staying or going in the conference. And nothing – and they're talking – But I'm saying, what are on – if, if in if, the, uh, if, the rules? They would have nah. to change – that, that, Constitution, and, and, and that's right? what that that I think that's what they're weighing right now to is whether they want to change it or not. But I'm yeah. saying constitutionally now, is it's, it says to, you have to have football, football right? for so this. I conference. mean, so I'm not saying they can't change it, but I'm not yeah. telling people what's on the rules. But now. If, if, but uh, now well, my, my gut, follow-up question is: my gut, What is your gut feeling with that? Being I said? think they stay from from the, from the, the the feelings that I got and the conversations that I, I had while I was in Birmingham uh, with some folks that. Uh, I yeah, you're like, to like closer to it, so we, we um, Chris, what are your thoughts? Just gut, stay or go. I mean, if, if they're staying, they're getting rid of the change. The conference is changing their bylaws, which has happened before. You know, yeah, you, they, they've done some it. ratification. So, yeah, so yeah. But I'm saying your guts. Do you think they're gonna want to keep them or not? They're gonna go to the Big East with Gonzaga. <laughs> I throw up my hands. I just throw up my hands. I just throw up my hands. Beautiful. But, uh, I mean, they qualified to go. No football. Seriously. Folks can laugh all they want to about that, but that's the qualification of the Big East. No football. Correct. We hate football. <laughs> that's why we left. <laughs> They'll tell you that in a heartbeat. That's why we left. Well, you can the football have, people now want to run our conference. You can have that we play Ameri- basketball here. Yeah, you can have that American game called football. Yeah, we don't want nothing to do with that. That's all. We play basketball and soccer. That's it. <laughs> Softball and baseball. Run track, cross country. <laughs> but uh, you, you all, I imagine you all did see the article where, you know, not only was football being dropped, uh, was uh, rifle. And I and, and I, I saw that. And, it, and it's interesting that, that was, when you walk into the arena on the mural wall, that's the first thing you see when you walk in there. Was a rifle team on a on a on a big mural on both sides, men's and women's rifle team. You won't see it anymore. That's apparent. They gotta do something. Cause that's I mean it's huge. It's like this wall in here, Doc. Well, it'll be an artifact. <laughs> it may be a memory. They keep they said we used to have that. We used to win in that. As I said, it'll be an artifact. <laughs> and they just had the national championships last uh yeah last week, and West Virginia won. And it was hosted by. the University of Alaska at Anchorage. We talk about everything. Oh, yes, we do. UA, UAB to, to the Big East. UAB to the with his eggs. There we go. There we go. There we go. Hey, we, it's, I mean, that's why, we, that's why we go and, that's why I go and yeah. travel. That's why Doc goes and travel. That's yeah. why KG goes and travel. Because when you are out and about, you, a topic comes up, you sit at the table like, oh, okay, let me ask the question and kind of like keep this going. Yeah, you'll here. find out a lot. You'll find you really out a lot. Do. You really do. You know, that's when I mentioned about the other and thing. we like to partake. Oh, yeah. We, we sit down in this. We make sure that the listeners get to know the latest and greatest that we're here. And we lead. And with that will be the 
how we end the podcast because the next time we podcast, yeah! we will be in Tampa with the sun in our face. Getting ready to watch UConn win a 10th championship. <laughs> yeah. The sun in our face. I don't know about all that. We're going to be doing a podcast probably indoors. There ain't going to be no sun. Uh, uh, that. We're not going to be sitting out in the open with everybody looking at us. We're work I don't that. care about that. They need you to know. know. We just, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll get it figured out, but trust me. So we have to first get it, get everybody on the same page regarding the schedules. I'm going to make that work. But uh, thank you once again, listeners. Thank you, fellas, for your insight, knowledge, and participation in another KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc podcast. Listen to us on SoundCloud.com or iTunes. You can go see the links posted on HoustonRoundBarView.com as well as www.the hrr.com i am on twitter at thehr review we have our kg and fifth water wildcat kg fifth water wildcat and doc page on facebook need more comments and posts on the on the uh, facebook page listeners so share your thoughts with that with us on the facebook page kg fifth water wildcat and doc on facebook i put it out there on twitter steak bet is on who will be right? Will Doc be right? Will the tenants be 30,000 and up? Or will it be less 30,000 and Wildcat is right? One stake is on it. And don't forget about the five-stake bet that we have. Oh, yeah. HBU and TSU play football. So, Down the road, but yeah. Don't forget about that don't as well. Don't forget about that. I, I still see that happening. I hadn't forgot. I'm just going to pull out the grill for you on that one. Oh, we're we going to treat you fair. Okay. Just let you go get it. Okay. A couple of steaks, cut them up, put them on the grill. Yeah, yeah. Put on some baked potatoes. Baked potatoes and let you okay. talk to Deuce a little bit okay. about what it is. Oh, is he making? You got to grill him too. Yeah, <laughs> that'd, that'd be no problem. That'd be no problem. That'd be no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Listen, something else. To look forward some... to the oh, no, podcast it, it, down the line. Y'all in for a treat. Y'all so, in for a and treat. And that's when, what game? When, when is yeah, that game played? Twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. Football game with Houston Baptist. Sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. So the fall of twenty sixteen. Yeah. This is a, a, uh, a year one away. Season ago, yes. Yeah, one season away. Okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got to go by there. This, uh, 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 probably Friday and talk to Coach uh, Sheely to see how things are going in uh, in spring drills. He's gonna be upset, but because uh, uh, I hadn't been by, and but I'm gonna I'm gonna get it done, folks. Because I need to ask some questions and all about some some things, especially where these postseason tournaments are concerned. To ask some people some some financial concerns and all, how is that done? And do you do you? Yeah. Are, are some folks that really you know is it is it, is it does it go back to what Docs mentioned last week? Is it an institutional thing or uh, was it a conference like in the American? Is a conference situation because in the American, it's a conference thing. We actually found that out that you are required to do certain things during non-conference. Uh, season football and basketball play Pre- above your level. Pre and post. Yes, play above your level, and then come to conference play, ready to play. Now, mind you, UConn is aggressively attacking their opponents, but <laughs> yes, Doc, that's exactly what was said in the uh, thirty for thirty uh, docu with uh, this con- this season with uh, UConn. That was actually said. We are not in the defending mode of a tournament. We are aggressively attacking our opponent to pick up another one. Everybody has that understanding. And they will pick it up. And I mean, in a few he, weeks in he Tampa. said it 
he said it looking at him directly in the eye before practice started. And it was this look and all. Doc, I never will forget that. So they refused to be the hunted. Yes, sir. They are in the catboy seat and they are still the hunters. Yes, sir. I love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was not, that was a determination. And it was that particular day, practice was different. And I can understand why. That's why some teams are set up. Okay, some teams are set up for postseason play. Some teams aren't. UConn is just one of those that has a consistency that just gets it done. And close it out there, young man. Close it out. Got to wrap it up. Listen to us on SoundCloud.com and iTunes. Hit us on Twitter. My Twitter is T-H-E-H-R Review. Wrap it up as always do. In conclusion, mm. be true, mm-hmm. be cool, mm. and do more. <laughs>